You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specializing in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love, and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. Now in the studio today, I have a wonderful guest, Tanya Abbey, who is the CEO of Recruit Corp. So I want to welcome Tanya to the studio, to the chair. Thank you, Midja. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Very nice to have you in the studio. Now, uh, Tanya, of course, before uh, guests come in the studio... I Google them. I know you, though. You know, I've been to lots of events where you've spoken at and we've got a number of connections we know. But tell me something about yourself that I couldn't find out via Google. Oh, gosh. Something that's not out there. It's got to be filtered, right? Well, (laughs) doesn't worry me what gets said on the podcast. Um, Probably you couldn't find it, but my mum is um, Filipino-Cuban. My dad's English. (sighs) Really? Yes. No one ever guesses it, but I always make them. Ah, yes. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That's probably the only thing that you couldn't find. (laughs) Everything else (laughs) is out there. there. I know. There was quite a lot. You're similar to myself. (laughs) And it's like when I go on dates and people have already Googled Midja because they don't like, they don't even need to know my surname. (laughs) So they just have to know Midja. And suddenly they're like, I watched your videos (laughs) and your YouTube. It's too much. Look, you know, I think my friend's calling me. I need to go home. <laughs> this date was lovely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gone. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Tanya, tell me a little bit about, firstly, I guess, what you do now. So, yeah. Recruit Corp, what you do now, yeah. uh, the setup of that, how you serve your yeah. clients. Yeah. So, everyone would know recruitment. Mm. We all need staff, Um, we all need to hire well, we need to engage with staff to make sure that we retain them. Mm -hmm. So I've recruited for 14 years. I started um, back in a company called Select, which then moved to Video, which is now Randstad. So that's like way back, way back. Um, Then I moved into Julia Ross, which everyone would have known her back then. She's awesome. Um, And then, yeah, just progress. So I guess to summarise, we essentially help clients build their team. Mm-hmm. So not bums in seats, not matching job descriptions to resumes. We actually find that right fit for the client. Mm-hmm. Um, so we operate out of the Gold Coast, of course, um, and then we have serviced offices in Sydney and Melbourne. And then we kind of, you know, we recruit internationally as well. Mm. So we're pretty fluid. Um, we're generalists, which means, look, right now I'm recruiting a CEO, an embryologist, a receptionist, a data entry person. So oh, we can wow. recruit everything. And different industries as well. All different, All industries. different industries. Okay. Um, I've got two little boys, so one is turning four, the other one is turning seven. That's so cute. Oh, I know. And they look like me, which makes me happy. <laughs> I like that. Pete didn't get a look in there. Um, My kids look like me as well. Yeah, I, I, when we go out now, it's like we all kind of look like. The same. We belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. And Pete tries to find that. Oh, you know, he kind of looks like me. I'm like, no. <laughs> he's all me, no, he's, he's all, all me. me. He's all me. Um, and so I've got an awesome team on the coast, and that's been a journey. Um, we had we mm. previously were Black Wolf, um, and then prior to COVID, we were going to rebrand to Recruit Corp. Then COVID happened. Then we just decided to do it this year, and then we have another business called Place Me, which is more candidate side, so helping them get the job that they want, ah, essentially. Okay. 
Yep. Um, but yeah, it's fun working with my husband, though. Can I, was I going say? to ask that. Mm, he's still alive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so uh, talk to me about um, – so you have very distinct roles in the business? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, in the last three years I moved to CEO, which was a decision – Pete's awesome and I know I'm biased, but he's one of the best recruiters I've worked alongside. Really good salesperson. He's a problem solver. Mm -hmm. So he looks after those really technical roles that are difficult to fill. Mm. Um, And I do the same, but he has his own clients. He runs the sales training um, and he is very much client facing and he likes it. You know, he chills in his corner. He does really well. He's happy. Um, And he's so good at what he does. Mm. Um, And then my role, obviously, CEO. So I work with my business manager, Kel, and then we... Um, work with the team but I still have clients because I think it's important if I'm training my team on how to recruit I don't want to be in an ivory tower telling mm. them what to do I need to know what is actually happening out in the market but also I love recruitment do it's you? sick I love it <laughs> 14 years what was it eight? what is it about it what's the what's the what's give you the buzz well what you know turns you on what what well, is it about it so if you meet a client who's in stress or distress and they're like I really need this person then you get the person you see them in a month and you're like how are you going oh my god Midge is awesome can you find me another one then the candidate it's like you've changed my life you know we get calls like I got a home loan today because I was able to get a permanent role through you guys like I you know mm-hmm. I can send my kids to ballet lessons whatever it is mm-hmm. you impact on so many levels yes and everyone listening or people that own businesses you know how bad it is if you hire someone that impacts your culture or if you hire bad but also you know what it's like when you go for an interview or you apply and you don't hear back so we have a rule to contact everyone within 48 hours Mm -hmm. and recruiters there's not I'm old school so I like face-to-face I like sales I like shaking people's hand understanding what it is about them their pain Mm. um it's it's awesome the people you get to meet and I can experience every role having never worked in it okay it's cool yeah it's so much fun yeah Yeah. and that's that that connection piece um and makes a huge difference like you do as like you're changing people's lives their family lives you know like and um, i think like because i mentor for queensland state government and help small businesses yeah Mm -hmm. and the first thing i'm like because you're always partnered with another mentor who is complimentary to you so it might be marketing or finance. And I'm like, I say to the mentee, I'm like, well, well done. Because having mm. a, your own business is horrific, but mm-hmm. it's so fun. Like I like to run into challenges, you know, I talked yes. about this the other day. Um, and that fear is exciting, but it's scary too, Yes, obviously. Yes. Um, and yeah, you just, I don't know, the people you meet, like today I've interviewed receptionists, um, sales managers, um, you know, embryologists that do IVF, like mm-hmm. it's just, and you hear their stories and I love that and I love having a chat. I'm very social. <laughs> I like hearing people's stories and why they do yes. what they do because I learn from them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't profess to be someone that knows everything because I, even my team, I learn from them mm. on how I can train them. Mm. It's, yeah, it's awesome. And it, I don't know, for me it's, it keeps life interesting and, and, and similarly, it? like for me, I I could be working with a vaccination company and then uh, a chicken factory and then a law firm and then yeah. a car dealership and like so every day is kind of different, different. Yeah. Same, like obviously I'm in the leadership space, so same, same but different. But the people and their jobs and what they do and I'm like, wow, okay. But then you hear their story, like I, was, I read heaps. 
as you would know. So I read like six books a month. I, I mix it up with fiction, you know. Yes. Um, but I was reading this book the other day and it's like, well, people always look outside to, you know, mentors or podcasts, but the people around you, they have so many stories, mm-hmm. like, cr- like crazy stories that you wouldn't know. And then you can, if you learn them or you hear them, you'll find alignment there. Yes. Like it, people yeah. are amazing. Yeah. They're, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. So you've got the boys. Mm. So um, I think one of the things that you probably get asked a lot, I know, you know, for me (laughs) raising three kids and, you know, being a partner of a law firm and doing all that, there's a lot of um, how are you doing that? You know, like what's what what kind of works for you? Um, And I think it's it's very personal. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I find for me raising my ch- – the how I parent, how I raise my children, what's important to me in a day, in a week, what my role as a mother is, is kind of – that's my paradigm and my point of view. Um, but I'm always interested and I think other people are in, in um, other people's stories around motherhood yeah. and and being in business and raising kids and – yeah, look, when you own a business, you don't really have a choice, right? Yeah. Um, and my um, my parents are great. You know, my mum, she's amazing. My dad's amazing. And my mum was a really hard worker. So was my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it sounds – and I'll elaborate more, but you kind of just do it. I think as a mum, mm. you would know. You're on kind of autopilot all the time. When the child's sick, you know, if you don't have a partner there or they're away or single mum – you have no choice. Yeah. And that times of adversity build resilience, right? So mm. you just get on with doing it. But I think structurally, so in the morning I wake up really early, I'll try and read, um, I'll try and meditate. Um, always give the boys a hug, wake them up in the morning is my favourite. Those little bodies yes. are so cute. Um, coffee is a must. Um, and you just plan your day out. But then I'm not rigid in my structure. So I'm the type of person where I can – flow you know I can I create my own flow heaps of people like distract me I don't see it as distractions but I think it's just finding that time so Pete and I when we get home no work talk phones on the bench like you know have that time with the boys Mm -hmm. but you have to get help right Mm. so you know when we first had um, Manny my eldest I went I was working that day the day before like you know and that's not me you know a lot of people like your children okay my children are awesome but (laughs) You know, I'm kind of in a bed, stuck there. So I'm, you know, I'm, my mind works constantly. So I want to work, but um, I guess getting that help, obviously childcare. You know, the eldest is in school, but babysitters, like Pete's parents, are gone now. Um, and we just, he's Pete's great. Like he really helps me. If one of the boys is sick, he's the first one to go, not me. He's right, really okay. supportive of my role. Um, and I think it's just finding the balance. Like I could, I say it to the guys at work. Like I could work. Sleep is very inconvenient. <laughs> I could work. You're not a big sleeper. No, I or am. You are, but I but find it because like, yeah, I want to like, do things. Why do I need yeah, this? Why I do know I it's feel, so yeah. important, but it takes up a lot of time. But I think it's important. We sp- I spoke about it the other night. The imposter syndrome thing. Yes, you have to connect to your tribe, right? Mm. Like I think it's great to try and be this Wonder Woman, but you have to share that with other people mm-hmm. because it's not. You and I, like, and I've heard this, like, you know, Mitch is amazing. I don't know how she does it. And then I'm kind of like, well, you know, she just does it. But also we have that mum guilt, you know, we feel yes. bad. 
um, as your children get older, you get a bit more freedom. But then, you know, there's that guilt with school and everything else. Like, I don't know the mums at school. I feel bad. I'm trying to connect. But I'm the one that's always late or sewing the the <laughs> costume or whatever at midnight because I forgot about it. Like, I'm that mum, you know. <laughs> but if they need me, I'm there. So I think yes. how I do it, I have to structure my day. But know that if it kind of goes the other way, it'll be fine. That's okay. It's just being consistent, you mm-hmm. know. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's a lot for me around the identity piece. You know, I talk about like Mm. who you are as a leader, who you are as a business owner, but also like I know who I am as a mum. Like I know what what, what magic is and what my strengths are and what is absolute not a strength and not what I do as a mum. Yeah. And I think my kids were very, when they were small, I think it was my eldest son, Tom, and something was going on and he was having a go at me about, being embarrassing or being this or mum, why, you know, why, why does my lunch look like this? And why are we always this? And why are you always like throwing us out of cars to go somewhere or whatever? And yeah. And I just sat down with him and we had a chat and I said, Mm. look, this is who I am. Like, this is me. And, you know, I know there's other mums that are like that, but this is, and he's like, "Ah," he goes, I I love what you bring. And I go, Mm. yeah, but you know, I bring that stuff, but it also means because of that stuff, there's this kind of stuff over here yeah. that maybe is not so great. <laughs> yeah. But it's the dark side. It's the shadow side of yeah. the, the cool stuff that I bring. And you got and and you you got to be like that's you got to accept all of that. And to try and teach a child because we have as mums or parents we have this responsibility to look after these little humans, right? It's a lot. But selling perfectionism is not it's not the right way. Yeah. You know, like, but I, I, they're young and a lot of our friends when we had kids, um, they didn't have kids. So they're all our friends. They're, they've been around adults their whole life. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you meet them, they're like, hi, you know, Aunty Midget, that's how they would be. And they can order their own food, even the littlest one. Um, but then I kind of say, you know, mummy's going away for work so they understand mm-hmm. for so many reasons, right? You know, they'll always know that their mum worked and it's a very equal household and stuff. Yes. Um, but I get them to hold me accountable. So if you see us on the phone, tell us to put, them, put it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be present for you. Mm. But then they know, you know, I might run late and, you know, you apologise and everything else. Like it's it's a very adult – We f- Pete and I forget that they're children sometimes yes. because we have that adult interaction. Um. And everyone, I think, is so, I don't know, I didn't grow up in the Instagram era, but, you know, we're trying so hard to be something that we're not. And it's, I think when you reach that point where you've probably had a lot of feedback around yourself and you ask for it or it's given to you and you're just like, hey, the less, you know, the older I get, the less I know. And that's fun. Yeah. I like to know things about me, you know, like that that I need to improve on. That's Mm -hmm. even from my children. They've been my biggest teachers. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A lot of feedback. I'm done with the feedback, really. I mean, yes, I'm joking a little bit, but, boy, the feedback I've received during my career, I'm like, it's been a lot. Um, And I think just, I think for me – and even now still, if I'm running like big programs and stuff, you know, like I'll get written feedback and scores out of five oh. and stuff like that. It's Every week that's a lot to take when people are scoring oh. you out of five every week. I'm like, oh, okay, there's, there's your aggregate score. This is how you went this week. And, and it's important too. Like we have to be mindful of who they were that day, like what mindset they yes. were in. And 
<clears throat> I said this to someone years ago. I was like, because she really struggled with negative feedback. And I was like, you might be walking down the street wearing a shirt that, you know, it reminded the person that was walking towards you of their ex-boyfriend, whatever. You can't, you know, change people's opinions. You just have yeah. to be true. Yes. As much, and I know, like, and this is the way that I guess people like yourself and I talk when we resonate with that stuff. But you do. You have to be true, provided your true self is not like, you know, an axe murderer because that's not – Yeah, you know, it's all not hurting people in that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think we know the feedback. Like, I know when I get feedback and I go – Oh, that's that's valid. Like, okay, that's something I want to work on. You know, and then there's other feedback that I get, and I go, "Thanks so much for that feedback," but I'm I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah, and you and I are very energetic as people, and yes. and I love when people have that vibe with me. Like, and I can, you know, I'm a salesperson, so I can maneuver at every level. But I like when people, you know, really, you know, align with me because I get excited. But yes. then. You might have someone that sits in, I don't know, in a role that they're not really people focused or they're not around people a lot and it might be a lot and that's okay, you mm. know, and that might just be, hey, you know, be for me, be more mindful if someone's a bit quieter, like how to, you know, engage mm. with them. Um, but yeah. And so, you know, that uh, leading a team mm. um, and – Obviously, as you said, you've got you've got different people, you've got different personalities, you've got different strengths, you've got so talk to me about for you what's important in your leadership, particularly like like leading a team and what's important for you? Oh, it's hard. What, and what it's hard what type of leader are you or what's that legacy piece for you? Um I would hope, not even as a leader, just as a person, that in every interaction I learnt something from that person mm. and I left that interaction having imparted some sort of my knowledge on them. Mm. Whether it's positive or negative or they agree or don't, like just, I don't know, just I would hope that there was something that they I was able to give them. Like So if candidates mm. apply um, to us and we can't help them, we have to tell them. You know, and give them something mm. like, hey, do this with your resume, whatever. Um, <clears throat> leading is hard. It's been a journey. And, you know, I think I really looked at myself to go, am I too soft? Um, or, <clears throat> excuse me, um, or did I not see things because I was kind of clouded, rose-coloured glasses? And I think leadership is about listening to them but also having your, your own benchmark of what you expect. But then don't be the leader that sits in the ivory glass tower telling yes. people what to do. Yeah. You know, I can't, as I think I said to you before, I can't train people on recruitment if I'm not doing it. Yes. I can't say what's happened, why yeah. haven't you filled that role when I don't know what the market's doing. Mm -hmm. So you have to do what you say you're going to do, but show them. Like years ago, Pete and I had a manager because we met um, at another company and she'd always go on about sales calls and stuff. And Pete was like, well, show us. Like just, you know, just show us. And, you know, it wouldn't happen. And so now when we train, we do it live or we try and like, you know, do it one-on-one -on -one or take them out to our clients and stuff because you, people will learn but they need to learn through their own experience. If I sit in a classroom telling them everything that I know, that's – it's great. They, give, they get some context but they're mm. not going to learn through me. They're going to learn through their own experience. Mm. So the type of leader – you always learn your lessons from the worst leaders, which is terrible, right? You want to learn from the good ones. Mm. But I would hope that I would be supportive and consistent 
And if I wasn't consistent, I would explain why I wasn't consistent at that point. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot about, I guess, how I deliver information because it's, (coughs) sorry, if you have someone that maybe if you, and you have to get to know your guys, right? So Mm. if you have to have a difficult conversation, it's like, hey, I don't know how this is going to come out. I don't want it to come out negatively, but this is how I feel or this is Mm -hmm. what I've seen. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm really open to it. Mm. And it's, people can't do that. They get afraid to do that. Yeah. But you ha- you know how you get bad feedback and you're like, look, I'm almost over it. Even me, you know, I'm the same. But then I'm like, well, I need to reframe and go, well, what's the opportunity here? Mm-hmm. Is it valid? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, um, can it be used or can it kind of be put into the, well, I can't fix that pile. because or I don't that's, want to. Yeah, or you don't want to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but teams are – I love when, you know – people in my team have learned something or they get success. And I'm one of those, I was just with a client earlier um, and she's like, you're so positive. And I'm like, I'm annoyingly optimistic because I'm like, oh, like, you know, we were talking about something and I'm like, oh, that's okay because then he can do this. And she's like, I love that. But, <laughs> you know, with your kids, if you put them in a room and you were like, and they were trying to learn something and, and you're in, they're in this dark room and you're like, well, you can't do that or, you know, I don't think you're going to do that. It doesn't help them. And I'm not yeah. lying either. I'm like, hey, you might get challenges, but this is what you can do moving forward to help mm-hmm. you. And I'm here. Yes. Yeah. So I would hope supportive. That's probably the answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And supportive in that, um, as you said, like like present, mm. um, involved, yeah. there with them, and um, and giving feedback that's going to matter and that's yeah. going to and, improve and re- their performance. But receiving feedback too, like you and I, we've worked in our roles. Or, you know, we, we, we have our purpose, right? We mm-hmm. know what we want to do. And I am so, I think, brainwashed by recruitment, 14 years, that I don't know. I don't have that fresh perspective. So the people that I learn from are my newbies. Because I'm like, yes. how would you have done it differently? Because I don't know. Yeah. I'm so used to Tan's well, you've way. got your pathways yeah. that are so yeah. set that that's so, just how you do things And now. I love that. I love hearing their perspective because it mm-hmm. changes mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would hope a leader that learns from them too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of leaders I speak to, um, you know, I, I often ask them around, okay, what sort of feedback are you getting? Who are you mm. getting it from? Mm. What are you doing with it? And, you know, a leader that just says to me, oh, no, I don't get, you know, no, I don't get much feedback or I get like a thumbs up <laughs> or everything's good. And I'm like, mm. Yeah, how open is the door? Yeah, how much trust <laughs> have you built? Yeah. Because, and that's what that's why I have to joke because people feel they can be really honest with me and with feedback. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's too one, much. Too much. You, you know, like, to know that. I love it. But, you know, it's always like people are like, Midget can take it. Let's really <laughs> tell her what we thought of that. Um, so it's it's like, funny, you know. Oh, my goodness. You think of, um, it's always interesting when you get feedback on yourself from, trusted people so I call them my tribe yes and I find I'm like because the way that I perceive myself I don't even think about how I perceive myself because I'm busy and I, I don't know I just don't think about it mm-hmm. and um I had a really good friend and he's awesome he's like a mentor and he just made like a comment he was like yeah you know 10 like it would be difficult sometimes to you know recruit um like get interviewed by you because you're really confident and I was like what I was like am I and he's like you are so confident and I'm like am I I don't, and when you get that, you're like, really? And I sat on that. I, mm. I, 
pondered that for hours and I was like, that is so bizarre because I don't think about myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the work of service, you know. Yes. So, Which is a great space to be in, right? Yeah. And I think it, every – Thinking of others and yeah. being of service to others. But I, I was quite um, – Tickled bikes. I'm like, that's so interesting. You know, and that's probably with you. They're like, oh, she can take the feedback. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can. I can, but I can, but yeah. I have a heart. And, you know, but that perception thing is a, it's, <laughs> it is an interesting one. Yeah. I even found it, I ran into a couple of school friends. Mm. And, you know, after obviously, like, I don't know when this was, some, some school reunion. And after a bit of champagne and stuff like that, and they were telling me like what they kind of thought of me of school at school and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> really interesting. I didn't think I came across like that, but they were like, yeah, and at times quite scary. And I'm like, scary? And I want to be inclusive. I thought I was really inclusive and open. They're like, kind of, but also this. And I'm like, okay, that's that's interesting to hear. Mm, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that perception piece. And it's it's funny because, you know, we talk about mentors and stuff and I'm so fortunate, the future females thing, like, and, yep. and being able to meet strong women like yourself because, you know, we're, and I was talking about this with the client before, but not all women, are they either pull up, pull people up or pull them down, yes. right? Yep. And there's a lot of things behind that and I understand that. And a lot of the mentors that I've had are male, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm pretty much A to B now. You know, like that's where I need to go. This is the information I'm going to give you. And I think if you've, you know, been in an environment where perhaps you've had like toxic leaders or, or females or males or whatever, it can be perceived as me being too direct. Um, yes. And that's, that might be why you got that feedback too. Mm-hmm. But as a person, if people know me, I'm really nurturing as mm. well. So I'm like, you know, I, I was in Sydney last week and I caught up with a really great friend and... um. I was like, make sure you text me, you know, when you get home. It was like a 10-minute thing, but it, I just said it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Tan, you're so sweet. He's like, thank you, I will. Um, but that just – it's something that I didn't even realise left my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's its sad, like, you know, and then we get caught up in Instagram, what's real, what's not. I try to be authentic and my oversharing. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm around all the time. People like you, people mm-hmm. can meet me, they can know me. I'm super transparent. I'll or Any question you have for me, I'll answer it honestly. Yep. Um. But then it, you know, sometimes you have to just be yourself and then, you know, not worry too much. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, you can really, yeah, as you said, get caught in that space and that being real and, and, um, and I, for me, I guess that, especially in business, like I cannot, I, I can't serve everyone. No. You know, not everyone is going to be a client. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to to find your clients, to find mm. in business, find the people that align you got alignment mm. and are going to work well with you and yeah. your business and what and the service that you can give to them. Yeah, yeah, so important. Yeah, and I, you know, it's nice to be and you would be in this space too to work with the clients you want to work with. Yes, and all my clients are like the same type of person because Pete and I are like that too, mm-hmm. and it's a joy. Yes. Like, I know that sounds – but it is a joy. It's a joy to work with them and it's fun. Like, every interaction, like, clients or candidates, right? Like, they're they're so interesting and you can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if there's oh, – I hate the term, but haters or whatever, like, it's – is it relevant, you know? Haters going to hate. Yeah, and it's, you know, 
do you allow that to touch the circle, you know, of, you know, or your tribe or, or yourself? And is it helpful? Mm. If it's not helpful, is it, you know, is it constructive? That's very different. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's so hard. And it's not, it's not hard like from a, yes, from a female leader perspective, but I'm in sales. I've never had that, you know, I think I said it the other night, like female salespeople, we're more intuitive you know, yes. I would say that in front of Pete, my guy friends and stuff, they would agree. Mm-hmm. More intuitive, not the EQ thing, but they're more perceptive so they can manoeuvre through conversations. Mm. But it's hard to be just a general leader, I think. Mm. We get a lot of flack, you know. Mm. Why aren't they supporting us? Why aren't they hearing us? Like, And, you know, I said this um, to one of my my business manager a few um, months ago and I was like, who kind of checks in on the leaders <laughs> genuinely yes yes the ones that are good you know the yes. ones that are trying like you know you look at the last two years of COVID all the businesses that closed down people put their houses you know they put them up for mortgage like mm-hmm. to just pay the bills and and people were sitting at home like starting side hustles and all that kind of stuff who checks in on the leaders yeah to see if they're a lot of my clients they're like I, you know, it's lonely at the top or it's lonely to be a leader because you always have to be this person for others Absolutely, absolutely. So I think certainly there's a point there around, you know, leadership being lonely. And I had, I remember um, a CEO once saying to me, you know, because as an executive team, we would, you know, just travel places for Mm. meetings and stuff like that. And he'd always say to me, he goes, no one ever comes in my car. (laughs) And I'm like, no one wants to ride with you. (laughs) No one wants to ride with the boss. We're all, we're all peers. We're all all riding together. No one's – and he used to travel. Like we'd all be squished in like five of us in the cool cars, the cool kids' cars, and he'd be driving places by himself. Yeah. Lonely. Yeah. that's. I had a a client years ago kind of say – when I was moving into the CEO role and she was like, Tan, you'll have people around you and stuff, but she's like, it is lonely Mm. up the top. And, you know, I interviewed a lady the other day and she was like, I chose not to step up purely because I knew how lonely it was. Yes. And that was disappointing. And I've heard it from guys too because you're instantly put in a position that you're trying to help and you're you're doing so many different things. But even – we have an open office, right? Mm-hmm. I sit in the corner, it's all open mm-hmm. and my team's awesome and they can talk to me and stuff. But there is still that invisible glass that yep. I can't help I can go and sit with them I can have a chat like there's always this perception and that's not created by me that's created by I don't know society or whatever it may be yeah a or, scripting around or, yeah that or sort previous of role. roles yep but I'm like so relaxed all the time mm-hmm. and I think and it's I never say people work for me they work with me mm-hmm. it's a team um but then we think, you know, do they do leaders feel that way because of how they are treated or of how they are? Like again, mm. chicken and egg kind of thing. Yes. Like it's it is hard. Um, and I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are similar to yourself or that can influence or help you and understand. Like majority of my client meetings, ninety percent is personal, right? Yeah. 10% is business. Like, yeah, I know we're going to do business. That's fine. I'll help you find everyone that you need. But how are you feeling? Because I talk to them like, how are you feeling? It's like mm-hmm. my friends call it a tan check-in. But how are you feeling? Because I feel the same. Yes. And that's the only way you can connect with people that are in similar roles to you. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's, it is. It is lonely. And that's, you know, like a lot of my work 
in the leadership coaching in that space is just being a sounding board for people, mm. being a safe space for people, giving them, um, you know, asking the right questions, um, giving them a shot of mojo, just mm. being their person because there is no other person they can talk to in a way that they can talk to me. Yeah. And that's just because – yeah, like well, they're you're at the, the top. You're, and you're <laughs> the external person and you're the specialist in the space. So they're like, okay, well, you know, she can help me. She's probably heard a few different stories, hopefully mm-hmm. worse than mine, whatever. Um, normalise things. Yeah, normalise it. Yeah, do all of that. And, that, you know, it's disappointing to see like there's a lot of things on LinkedIn or in the media around employers not supporting. We are trying to be supportive and a lot of my clients are trying to be supportive but – you have to turn up every day like we do. Like I'm there. I don't expect guys to work at, you know, from 7 a.m. till 8 p.m. or whatever like I do. Mm-hmm. I, I openly say that I'm not the standard or the benchmark at all. Mm-hmm. That's just how Tam works and I yes. love it. And if I could not sleep, I would I would yep. work and spend time with my family. Um, but, yeah, they do – I don't know. There's just this big disconnect which is sad and, and I don't think the media helps with that stuff. There are mm. really good clients out there. You would know the leaders yes, that yeah. that pay for a service to try and help them get better. Doesn't yeah. they, that say something? Absolutely. You know, but if we're kind of saying, hey, you didn't do your role. Like even me, I'm being measured in how I say that. Like didn't do your role. You didn't say what you were going to do. Um, you know, we need to have a chat about that. Mm-hmm. And then we're the bad person, you know. And so what do you think um, – what do you think people are looking for in their leaders? What What do you think people are looking for now in the next role or, or you know, what's important for people? I mean, it might be obviously different for different individuals, but what sort of trends are you seeing around this is a leader I want to work with? This is the type of organisation, the type of leader that I want? I think everyone looks for progression. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily salary-driven. It means like, hey, well, we'll take it right back. If you're hiring for a role, be clear in the role that you want to hire for, mm-hmm. but also what is the progression in the role? And then try and stick to that as well yes. if you are progressing yep. someone. I think people just want to know that someone's got their back. Mm-hmm. So I had a scenario yesterday where candidate, so one of um, the girls that works for me, she screened a candidate and he was really rude because um, we go, okay, what are you doing in your current role? And he was like very, you know, you wouldn't – I would know more than you and you wouldn't understand it. And he was really, you know. And, yes. And then, you know, and she was quite upset um, and she has her own story and stuff. And I just rang him and I was like, hey, I didn't feel like we got all the information. I caught the tail end of that. And he knew. He, he apologised. If he didn't think he did anything wrong, he wouldn't have apologised no. straight up. And I was like – but then I was like, maybe he doesn't know how recruiters work because he was quite young. Hadn't worked in any role. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, was, yeah. So I was like, you know, tell me what your experience is. And he didn't know. And I was like, well, this is how an agency works. Like we call you, we screen you. It's important that we talk to everyone, you know, within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And we recruit many roles. So we need to know what you do. So just understand that. But Mm. it's not a younger generation thing, but he was from a younger generation. And I feel for that generation because we weren't brought up on Instagram and Facebook at all. So that transactional mindset or, you know, I'm going to make heaps of money if I just sell something in three months, that's not realistic. 
Yeah. Before that boom of anyone's success, there is a lot of hard work and hours and tears and everything else. Um, so I think a leader, and I just I said to her, I was like, hey, it's all good. I'll give him a call. Um, and I, I just said, look, are you okay? Because I never want people to, you know, feel that way. And she's like, no, I get it, you know. But I think it's probably just having having their back. I think open constructive criticism and feedback is something that I always ask people like how do you feel about it how do you feel about criticism or constructive criticism if you think you're right you know and everyone's like I want constructive criticism but I know that leaders are giving that because they're afraid because we are we're in a pc environment now yes where Mm. we and I don't know how like it's just been created and developed and made worse over years but we're afraid to give feedback because we might get taken to fair work or, or whatever it is. So we have to be really careful, mm-hmm. you know. So how do we do that? How do we how do we bridge that? Just have more conversations, open that trust up. Um, I think probably years ago, I was probably more mumming people. Um, yeah. It wasn't my role to do that. And I more think, maternal in yeah, the yeah, leadership space? And, yeah, and yeah. feeling quite bad for them and thinking mm-hmm. too much about, you know, their personal life around how they feel and it. It wasn't commercially viable, right? Mm -hmm. And now I kind of go, what do you need from me? You let me know what you need. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at. I'll give you feedback, but I want your feedback. And I always do that after training. Mm -hmm. But I think from a leader, people want to be seen and heard and acknowledged, um, but they want feedback, Mm -hmm. which is hard. Well, you know, how do you tell leaders to ask for feedback? Yeah. Or give it? Yeah, it's a a number one Mm. thing that people ask me to talk Mm. to them about is how do I – yeah. Get honest feedback from my people and how do I give it yeah. as well and creating that culture of feedback. And as you said, there's a huge fear around that. Well, there's a fear because people don't have enough people working for them. Yeah. They're scared that if they give some negative feedback, Someone the people they leave. have will leave. Um, and Or it's taken the wrong way or you know they're concerned about people's well-being, people's mental health all of that, I don't want to say too much, it might, you know, tip them over the yeah. edge and then they're off on stress leave and then this happens and then that and it's it's treacherous it is. seas, you know. Leaders <laughs> like, oh, I don't know about this. So yeah. I think it's it's a huge skill that, you know, as a to leader learn, being yeah. able to have those kind of, uh, you know, conversations, the feedback piece, the, the building trust, the, the realness, the honesty around that and – and it's it, and that's not a quick thing. I think that people can, yeah, I think can develop with I, you know it yeah. t- takes time to build. And I think what what we do is when someone first starts, first day, come in, do the paperwork, all that kind of stuff, and then I usually say, "This is how I deliver information," mm-hmm. and you know, the way that I deliver information may be direct, and it just means that I'm trying to give you as much information in a short period of time that I have, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hold grudges. I'm not annoyed. Like, you know, if we have a conversation and it's, you know, a little bit treacherous, um, it ends there and we've come to mm-hmm. a solution. I don't carry it on, so please don't. But if you feel like there's anything left over, just talk to me. Mm. Um, because it's interesting, right? Like Pete will tell someone something and it's taken really well. But if I say it in the same tone, everything else, uh, it's like tans yes. a bitch. But I'm not being a yeah. bitch. I'm just, you know, just pretty same. much trying to say direct. <laughs> trying to say it and be direct. Mm-hmm. And I think by saying this is what my communication style is, 
then they expect it. And then you reiterate it. It sets up expectations. But then you have to be consistent too. You can't be like, hey, I'm really open. And then when they talk to you, you're not free or really crazy (laughs) (laughs) about it. So you have to be consistent too and be mindful and present. You know, when someone's talking to you, put your phone down, you know, listen to them, talk to them, have that conversation. So words are just words right you have to have the action yep. and that consistency piece is a big one it's like like team members if i'm interviewing like team members you know mm. as, as part of a mm. scoping uh that's a lot of the times when they say like what annoys you what you know what freaks you out around here what gets yeah. on your nerves and they're like uh, from day to day, we don't know what to expect from our leader. You know, like one day we're like this, and then the next day, and that consistency piece comes up a lot. They're like, we wouldn't, it wouldn't matter, but like consistency is important. And I'm like, it's both sides because obviously we're all human beings. Yeah. And so, you know, I know leaders will have good days and bad days, and we get that, but I still think. There's something around stepping up into the leadership role that there's a resp- an added responsibility to be aware of how we show up. And I think COVID was scary. Like at a at a international level, everyone – it was amazing. Everyone went through the same thing, right? Mm. But then how much information do you give as a leader um, to try and keep people retained and, and safe and heard? Mm-hmm. But you can't give too much. But then no one knew. We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know. And, you know – Maybe we just say we don't know. We're just following government direction. You know, your role's fine, whatever it is. But I think, and I always say to my guys, call your clients. Even if you don't have an update, no update, sell an update, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it's it's doing that too and being like, hey, I'm in the dark too. I'm going to try and find information. I, I just, people are between too much information or not enough. I know. Yes. But if you – I interviewed a sales guy yesterday, which I love interviewing sales guys because I do sales training. He's like, in the morning, I was cruise for like 15 minutes with my team. I asked them everything about their life except work. Mm-hmm. Let's have a bit of a chat. Yes. Amazing if you can do that every day. Like I roll into interviews usually from like 7.30. But if you can do that and just have a general chat, mm-hmm. they're not coming into work thinking they have to be there, you know, straight away. But mm-hmm. also – you're working for a company. You have to be yeah. delivering work yeah. as well. You know, it's 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 too. I don't know. It's too loose. I think at the moment, like mm-hmm. there's and there and there's people, I guess, that have their own perception. Like if they were, if they come from an environment where they have a lot of strong people around them, maybe they would feel more comfortable with a strong leader. But then, if we don't have those exploratory conversations with them, we don't know. Absolutely, and you don't want to know too much as well. You know, at staff events and you find out this weird stuff that yeah. you don't need to know. You're like... I want to know that. Yeah. There's a line <laughs> and it's been crossed. Yes. And that's the, um, you know, the, the, what I find, like the, what I call it the fun thing in leadership is mm. that, well, when do you get it right? Probably never. And, you know, you just continually dialing up, dialing down, bit of this, bit of that. Yeah. You know, what works with this person then what's working with that mm. person, situation changes. And I think if you can just sit in that kind of space of, you know, I'm learning. Yeah. Um, that have, curiosity space, that kind of space, then um, you're open. And don't try and, like for me, maybe years ago I was like, my way is the only way. But I'm like, mm. actually it's not. Because it, it opens you to learning. But I keep my calendar, like everyone can see my calendar. So I'm like, guys – 
I was talking about weekly planning yesterday and I was like, this is how I structure mine. I'm not saying that you should do it like that, but try some sort of style. You can see mm-hmm. mine. Um, but then, you know, dropping spaces in there. If they want to talk to me, they can. Yes. And I'm really mindful because we have a business manager. I don't want to step on her toes either. I'm here to help with recruitment and, and client converting sales and stuff. Um, but I think it's just ha- being really transparent as much as you can be. Love that. But not... Yeah, like, you know, take them out for drinks and stuff, but don't, you know, go yeah, to... Know when to go home. Yeah, know when to go conference. home. From the conference. Yeah. You can't yeah. be the last person at the conference kind of, you know, skinny dipping in a swimming pool <laughs> oh at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything about past legal conferences <laughs> with me, but you don't want to be that person when you're the leader. Oh, oh my goodness. And, you know blessed leaders and business owners because they are alone and they want to feel connected i know and yeah but you're like don't do it don't do it just find your other tribe that's it and find do the that. tribe i said that to um someone today i was like yeah now you have to kind of like you know go to a restaurant branch out a bit and make sure yeah. no one sees you like you know because anyone can pop up and be like oh hey me hey tam what are you doing i know i've you- been on dates before like at edgewater oh, i'm, I'm about God. to go to edgewater <clears throat> for a business meeting but i took a date because we're oh going to get on to love God. in a minute. I took a date to Edgewater. It must have been like a Thursday afternoon. Well, the Derek Cronin comes fast. The wait, the wait, someone else, the hey, wait, stuff. And they're all like, and they're all they come to the table, so they're like, hi. Oh and I'm like, God. uh, hi. This is yeah, Mija. You're here again. Oh. And then the date's like, what do you mean she's here again? How many I know. dates have you had? <laughs> and I told, I don't know who I was telling Carolyn. I was telling someone. And uh, one of my mates, and they're like, why did you take him to Edgewater, like, yeah. on an afternoon? You'd like, are him. you stupid? And Mary's fish bar, that's where you take him. It's the other way, you can park there, no one will see you, go walk past. I know, <laughs> and he just must have thought, who is this chick that everyone's coming up to? And, oh, my God, it was hilarious. Um, on love. Yes, on love. <laughs> Tell me your love story first. You and Pete, the love story. Yeah. Tell so, me that. So Pete and I were actually, this is second marriage for us, mm-hmm. and not we're sick because we're like first one's a practice one that's terrible <laughs> to say but people who've been married twice get it and they laugh um <clears throat> so i'll we, have to try that one <laughs> if i get married again yeah. um yeah so we were working together in a company um i'd already separated and he was separating as well and we were just yep. mates right mm-hmm. and that usual i love emeth that usual you know oh yes i've read it yes yeah read it every year um technician hey i can do this better you know i'm gonna go do it so we started a business together Got together, obviously, and um, I always breeze over, over this part, but I think for transparency, like, it was crazy going through two, di- you know, divorces at the yeah, same time. I bet. Um, and then, you know, the the first one's terrible because, you know, your, your family's like, oh, my gosh, you're going, you know, my mum's Catholic, like, all that. Yeah. In the end, she was like, oh, okay, as long as you're happy. And I was like, oh, my God, I just, <laughs> you know, just really spiralled for no reason. Um, and that was stressful, and, and we were really young. Um, and then, you know, it's just me and him, we Bonnie Clyded it, you know, us against the world kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. We're no, creating something. Yeah, no one knew us. Uh, well, they knew us, they didn't know the brand. Um, we were in this house in Holland Park in Briz um, with two of my best mates. Um, and Pete, wow. Pete sucks with technology. And I was like, he kept whinging about his phone. Like it's, he would do all these sales calls a day, oh. I'd do the recruitment. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Found out we we're in a black spot. Oh. <laughs> and I literally I was, was telling to set you, up yeah. there in Holland Park. Um, and then, you know, there's terrible times like his mum passed and gosh, she, you talk about love of your life. She was amazing, like just the most amazing person. And that was really difficult, especially, you know, 
I remember she passed and then the next day he was like straight back on the phone and, and people don't, I think people go, oh my gosh, it's terrible. But when you go through something like that, mm. you know, and then, um, yeah, and I just, I don't know, you just, when you have someone that always has your back, that's so important. And then, you know, obviously we had Manny, um, you know, and he's such a blessing. I shouldn't have, I, you know, I have endo and, and oh, cysts okay. and stuff, so I wouldn't, shouldn't have been able to have a miracle baby. Um, and then obviously had him and then we had the business and, you know, working in Edgewater, actually, I like a pre for people that don't know it. Um, our phones thought that was our office because we would go there to get, I hate working at home. Yes. And he would be on the phone, we'd plug in just outside of Edgewater, those oh, yes. little things. Yes. And we'd plug in to charge our phones and stuff. And then when Manny needed to go to sleep, I would walk around that space yep. to try and put him to sleep <laughs> while Pete was on the phone. Then he would swap when I had interviews. That's why people at Edgewater know us because we'd go there for lunch, have a wine, be like, oh, my God. Um, I love it. And then we kind of, yeah, we went through that and, and you know, we saw what – it was off the back of a GFC too. And of we course, just, yep. I remember one of our clients and he's really close to us. Um, we had to go up to Mackay. I remember we had like no money. We had nothing. We had credit cards and, you know, mm-hmm. nothing to our name. And we went up and um, filled like 40 roles for our client in Mackay. And I remember thinking – to hire this conference room, it's like $500. And I was like, I don't know if we can afford that. Yes, right? yeah. And then we did it, hired – we hired 40 people in a month, which is wow. – e- well, my background is, um, you know, assessment centres, so I can do that. But these are really technical fitter roles and mm-hmm. auto leckies and stuff. And we just – we just – I look back now and we just killed it. Yeah. Like it was amazing. And he's always – Great partnership. Yeah, and it was funny today we were sitting with a client and we were talking about – um, a previous manager we had who, male, he was quiet. He used to talk down to me and I would tell Pete and Pete didn't realise until he just popped into a management meeting one day and no one and he, the manager didn't know he was there. And then afterwards he rang my friend Dave who was our, who's our external CFO. He goes, does he always talk to Tan like that? Because I'd been telling him mm-hmm. for ages. And Pete was saying to this client today, he's like, yeah, I just said to you, Tan, are you being precious or is it real? And it's funny because... He's not talking down to me at all. That's how we interact. Yes. It's yep. it's a very work is work, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how – and I'll be like, Pete, well, you didn't really show up. This is how we talk to each other, right? It's really funny. <laughs> um, but he's always given me that open feedback or we can always talk about things. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just – it's something else. Like I think if you go into business with your partner, it's amazing because you can't fight with him all day. You have to sort it out at the door. Yeah, I love that. You know? Yes, yep. But he's just that person like that always shows up. And, you know, with friends and family, like he's so, you know, generous and and supportive of me, which is important. And I'm supportive of him. Like he's amazing. Um, But yeah, love. No. And it's it's funny because um, my first marriage, look, we were just young, you know. Yeah. Okay. And and the 10 then, you know, that was 10 then, right? And now it's, yeah. Someone different. Yeah. Someone different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Love advice for me. Babe, just be single and just enjoy it. Oh, I know. I know. Some of my friends say, you do single so well. So what? just keep doing it. Or just, or just know um, what you accept and what you don't want. And so, mm. you know, people have this wish list of what they want. Just choose what you don't want. Yes. But also it's, it's not a business transaction, but it is like a, look, this is what I expect. Like we're all adults now. We're not 20 mm-hmm. or 18, yes. you know, stars in our eyes. But – this is what I want. This is what I expect. This is how I interact. Whatever it may be, this is my time that I need with my kids. 
Um, and I, like if you be that way or the people that you surround yourself with, you'll attract that. Yeah, I love that. Because yeah. time is important. You can't mm. – this, this hour, we can't get it back. No. But how fun. Yes. It's, a you know, creating a memory. Mm. <laughs> I'm taking that with me. I feel like I need to have a couple of conversations, so yeah. I'm going to uh, – yeah, we need to go have a few lunches. I'm going to go into the this. weekend with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, expectation piece. Um, Tanya, we don't finish any episode without giving you some um, a message from the universe. Excellent. I have these, which are like fortune cookies, but they're not cookies. How they're good. just little messages. I have carpe diem or trust your crazy ideas. Cape Diem. Cape Diem, yeah. We've got, we got a few in here, so I'll get you to pick one. <laughs> Pop it open and see what your message is How that you are taking with you. How good. <clears throat> what does it say? This is so me. <laughs> is it? I'm going to take this to Pete and he's going to laugh. I know. Take, put that. Um, be grateful every day for the brief but magnificent opportunity that life provides. Oh, <laughs> I love that. You can put that on the fridge. It's going straight with the kids' drawings of the boys. Yes. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Thanks, Absolutely. Major. Now, Tanya, where can people find you, connect with you? LinkedIn, Tanya Corp, Abbey, yeah. or recruitcorp.com.au. Wonderful. Mm. All right. And, you know, if you want to find us, we'll probably be at Edgewater having a wine yeah. or something. Let's do that. <laughs> Once a week. Once a week. Look at that balance right, that balance right. Yeah, that's it. So a huge thank you for Tanya for being in the podcast studio today. Uh, That's a wrap for our episode. We look forward to talking to you next week. Go out there, have a fabulous week. I'm Midja and thank God it's Monday. (laughs) We trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midja podcast. Host Midger Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach, and facilitator. To find out more about Midger, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram, Midger Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share, and leave a review.